Hey, what's up everyone? Nick here. Just checking in real quick like to say hi and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, I'd really like to express how thankful we are to our patrons. You guys are awesome and we love you and we are working on posting some additional content just for you guys. I hope everyone got a chance to, uh, you know, reflect and really appreciate everything. If you want to get right to the action, go ahead and skip right to the 13 minute mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebones. Upon tossing a handful of gold pieces into the sewers of Crescia, our crew hopped on the back of a young dragon turtle, Gordon, and traversed the city's sewers themselves. Gordon took the butts on a roller coaster ride and exited the sewer at an old dam before making their way out onto Mist Folk Lock. It was on the lock that they found the floating body of a Crescian magic user who was torn to shreds, apparently by a creature similar to the one they encountered in Tinctor. Upon arriving on the far side of Crescia Dome, Babitha receives a cauldron call. Apparently, Maud Graham, the most powerful witch in the land, is about to befall a violent, chest-bursting death. Krajechna also informs the group that Victrum de Ponce in Astrovale and Jessam Slate of Delane have information regarding fallen shards of the meteor. And then the butts were ambushed by two bloodthirsty insectoid creatures the sizes of small dogs standing one of which appeared to teleport in a purple cloud of smoke similar to the echoes we've seen so often in this last week. We emerged victorious, but only just. Bone Boys, Scalades, osteo NBs, Trans Taluses, and Chitin Kids. And all you cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back to Knucklebones. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Did you miss us? Did you miss me? Actually, I don't know if you guys uh, saw, we got our very first Twitter engagement uh, where oh, wow. on the post of Meet the DM, uh, someone commented, uh, too bad about his face, though. And I replied, <laughs> we know, right? Wait, who are we engaged to? Hold on. This was on Twitter. You're not was engaged it a, to me, I'll tell you that. Was it another, uh, like, uh, just a sex bot that just infests Twitter <laughs> at this point? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's the first comment we got, and, uh, and you know so, what? I was here for it. Can I huh. ask you guys a question? Is it a dumb question? We were talking just a few minutes ago, and it really, it just, it's something that I have to ask. How big do you think Leonardo da Vinci's biceps really are? So... Right. Like big. <laughs> I mean, you, the you guy think, could chisel swole? marble, so yeah, like, he was like pretty yoked, right? I think huge forearms, very tiny biceps, huge lats, <laughs> oh, uh, and then huge triceps. Interesting detail. <laughs> Wait, so it's, so it's just the bicep that's small. <laughs> yeah, just. It's just like a weird reverse Popeye situation. Like it's yeah, I don't know if I've ever like drawn or like, you know, slung a hammer. You definitely don't use biceps for that. That kind of makes me think of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where he's just like super beefy, but also very strange. He could be a pretty buff boy. Yeah, I don't think that he was like swole, but he was definitely uh, 
He, for one, had a very, very rich uh, patronage. Uh, the Medici family took care of him, so you know he uh, he ate well, he drank, just, and ate he's, lavishly. He's was pumping the iron, openly, spouting out openly and flamboyantly equations. gay in a time where that was unacceptable, and was an exceptional artist who lived to be a very I mean, like, wait, ripe he was old gay. Age. Uh, oh yeah. Hold on, I think we uh, all learned something today. Everyone who was famous before 1900 was gay. Yeah, and, unfortunately, and a lot of people think that, uh, well, Michelangelo also was gay. However, he was a devout oh, no. Catholic. And so what about Leonardo? Him, it was. Uh, Wait. Yes, Leonardo what was Ra- also. What about, what about Raphael? Raphael and Donatello. I mean, they, I they probably know. fucked boys, but I don't know. If they <laughs> they <were>. fucked turtles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, we can't be sure. Yeah, so, there's no way of knowing. Uh, yeah. We can't confirm hmm. and they can't deny, so. Turtle shells were the original holsters for fleshlights. Oh my god. Back. We, wow. Every time. Back. Every time. Every time. Wow. Gross. Can we go, can we go now one that you mention without it. talking about fucking a turtle? Well, I, no, I guess not. <laughs> I, there's, going to, there's two things. That <laughs> I'm going to try to sad dragon real quick. Feel free, two feel free to unpack this, Matt. has made me very excited. We're not going to talk about that because gross. Uh, excited? One, Leonardo <laughs> DeLifty. Oh, yeah. Just e equals MC squared. Just D F equals M A. What? That's he knows Albert them all. Einstein, but. And you, don't, okay. you don't know that that's not a lost Da Vinci. Two, the okay. idea that Leonardo Da Vinci has some power to just become the Vitruvian man, but like a fucked up Goro from Mortal Kombat <laughs> version <laughs> is Ooh. my new favorite idea. <laughs> His power is over eight limbs. That would explain a lot, actually. How did he get so he's, much done? Like well, a, he has four he's hands. He's like a centaur with no horse parts. It's just more <laughs> man legs. Like, I fucking love this. That would be a strange looking fellow. That's for oh sure. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. That explains how he gets so much done, though, right? Like, Yeah, I just looked up. I just Googled bad dragon turtle. Uh, and what came up just truly was not at all what i was expecting well you and can't leave us all hanging no it, i think you can oh okay well so yeah. anyways teenage mutant ninja turtles obviously donatello is the cool one that's all i'm gonna put out there so uh, so anyways here we go do you guys remember the mc hammer song from one of the live action movies no you, so, you, well, we, go ninja, which go was ninja, Secret of the Ooze. Go Ninja or... Go. I, I, no, that's the, that's the Vanilla Ice one. And I forget which one's the first movie and which one's the second movie. But there's a lot. I think I think the MC Hammer one might be the first movie because I think Vanilla Ice is in the second one. Oh, yeah. Um, that. For sure. That's he's, the, the whichever, one, whichever one his yeah. song is in, he's in. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. in the MC Hammer one, there is a line where he's like introducing all the turtles. And it has always bothered me. Because it's like Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the group with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, categorically, no. He's like the the weird angry one. Yeah, he's He's the the like lone wolf Rorschach. Yeah, Yeah. but Raph kind of thinks he's in charge. No, Raph thinks he should be. He doesn't think he is. He knows better. I will say that Raphael is like the the spiritual heart of the team because he has the fighting spirit. Although uh, he does not have the tactical or the intellectual ability. Or, or, or the so. management skills. Mikey is obviously the best. 
So. Well. I mean, Leonardo is the only one with good management skills. Doesn't keep anybody on task. Which one That's had true. the That's two true. swords? Leonardo. That's Leonardo. The blue. Yes. No, no, Hold no. on a second. Yeah, yeah, he Did had the two swords. Did you just ask which turtle has the swords? Yeah. yeah. A very reasonable question, considering yeah. what we're talking about. We've got... We've got Raphael with the two sides. We've got Donatello with the with the quarterstaff. We got Mikey with the nunchucks. And then I was curious. Nick, if you're if about to Donatello shame somebody was... when you didn't realize Leonardo was also Da Vinci two minutes ago, I mean, you better check yourself for <laughs> you wreck yourself. <laughs> Brutal. Nobody calls him Leonardo. Everybody calls him Da Vinci. I don't, how is that? Uh, come on. You can't blame me for that. He's famous. I mean, you're about, uh, it seems like a same caliber what? mistake of not remembering the swords assigned to those ninja turtles. <laughs> okay, Leonardo the turtle Back. is obviously more famous than Leonardo da Vinci. And oh. Leonardo the turtle is obviously swole. Well, he is clearly swole. That boy lifts. Again, that Leonardo da Lifty. Lifts. I'm just going to keep saying it. Do you think... So let's put this to the test. Do we think okay. a <laughs> professional athlete could achieve, let's say, top 1%... Turtle power? Uh, yeah, of turtle power. <laughs> Top 1% of turtle power. Question. Are they, are they transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop? The rest of that line of the MC Hammer song? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, I was just going to ask. of turtle power. So if, if we think of how swole all of the uh, TMNT bros are, uh-huh. could, could a modern athlete get to being as swole as they were by just eating pizza the way they did. Do we think that's possible for them to get enough protein? I mean, you can put a lot of shit on a pizza. I mean... The definition of pizza is the tough part here. Does it have to be like a classic New York slice from 1988, like the turtles were eating? I would say so. They allowed to like cauliflower crust and nothing but chicken. I don't know know? about (laughs) you guys. I mean, I feel this way about cartoon pizza in general but specifically specifically the animated pizza in tmnt the cheese always looks so good i can't watch an animated slice of pizza being pulled from a pie Uh, with that string of cheese without just like craving pizza and i feel like like da vinci much much like da vinci um, oh, you got me hungry now. Question. Do you guys Answer. feel the same way when you see the same action happen with real pizza? Because I do not. No. Cartoon pizza, string cheese, I'm like, hell yeah. Real yeah. pizza, hella stringy. I'm like, what a mess. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's going to pull off it's always all of my and, cheese. Yeah. It's going to pull off all of my cheese. Yeah. I just worry about my the roof of my mouth being burned. Yes. That yeah. is the first yeah, thing true. I think of. That's true. That, that specific uh, uh, course of actions where you see an obviously very melty pizza, bite into it anyway, and burn the shit out of your mouth. Yep. Is and my continue favorite. to bite it multiple yeah. times. Yeah. It's my favorite thing for when someone goes like, well, you know, people got to learn their lesson somehow in some other context. And I'm like, except that's not how humans work. Yep. We, we just keep We will just thing. keep burning our mouths. Which is the... Because it's so imp- tasty. Which is the impetus for a very famous, uh, I think it's Jersey Shore or like New York, uh, Incredible like documentary. college town where they, it's a, it's called a cold cheese pizza where it's a mm. fresh slice of 
cheese pizza that they put cold mozzarella on the top of oh. and it's so people don't burn their mouths because they had so many college kids who would like be stumbling in drunk at like 1 a.m and just burn the fuck out of their mouths so the owner was like fucking whatever i'll put some cold cheese on top it's and a save their mouth. layer of mozzarella <laughs> look yep. i think we need to expand this technology this is some enterprise like bags, shit. what if it was yeah. mozzarella but what if there was mozzarella so, what if instead there's, of an airbag, it was a baby bell wheel of cheese? There's some other burned things that we need to talk about really quick. Specifically, the Eldritch Blast burn insectoid disgusting creatures. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, what the actual fuck, bud? They're just everywhere now? What the actual fuck? Is this the walking bug? <laughs> the walking bug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... The, it's like Alien meets the Walking Dead bug, but they're alive. I thought Ooh, they were so the Last of Us, like Starship Troopers. <laughs> the Last of Us. Yeah, it's it's Starship Troopers meets the Last of Us meets Alien. But when you really think about it, they are aliens and Starship Troopers, so that's kind of redundant. I, would I call say. being Ellie. <laughs> okay, dibs. I was on. gonna call dibs on being dizzy, oh. but she dies pretty early. I'm gonna be a bug. I don't, I don't even know if what you said is a spoiler or not. I don't know what we're talking about. Isn't Dizzy Joel's daughter? No, Dizzy's from Starship Troopers. Oh. You can't... There's no spoilers oh. for Starship Troopers. That movie is from like 1996. Okay, I do remember Dizzy. <laughs> now I'm with you. Okay. That movie I've rules. never seen that movie all the way through. I've only watched it drunkenly oh at a bar. Oh my god. Uh, so. Max. The smell of scorched earth and flesh waft off these blasted corpses of the vicious insectoids that attacked you. Gaultier stands, rapier drawn, breathing hard as one does after a life and death fight. Babitha and Blep stand facing each other, checking each other for injury. Liza stands just off the beaten path, adrenaline pumping through their veins as they stare at the body of a furbolg tied to the trunk of a tree. They did not have a good time. The last I don't know. I mean, I fucking hope. My, I don't know about you, but my first inclination was immediately. Go get Gordon. Hit water. Get Gordon. I need help. <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised we held off bugs as good as we did. This poor fucker didn't. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, this this furbolg is it, it's kind of a familiar scene at this point where these the ribs are cracked open and portions of his flesh have been like completely gnawed off and and eaten. And Nick, Gross. from from your description, it's pretty clear it was tied to this tree before that happened, right? Yes, almost like somebody brought him away from someplace, or like he was acting crazy, and so mm -hmm. they secured him. Um, mm -hmm. once Babitha and Blep can, uh, once Babitha and Blep complete checking each other over for injuries, you know, making sure that one another are okay, Babitha will see that Liza is looking over the fear bulk and will walk over to them and start scanning, uh, the area for signs of, um, like, if there are any signs of, like, shelter or, you know, anything that maybe these people left behind, 
that we could use to feasibly kind of, you know, obviously we've got our, our bed rolls and stuff like that, but I want to just kind of get a sense of where these people were, if they were staying here, if they mm-hmm. were just getting off Gordon. Roll a survival and Babitha, I'm sorry, and Liza, if you'd like to roll an investigation, what are you doing, Galtier de Jumeau? Uh, I think Galtier's just going to try to help Liza. He's well, here concerned is just about like this, a friendly this figure. Yeah. Okay. Um, if uh, you want to so, roll, or you can roll to help, uh, whichever you would prefer. Uh, should I roll investigation or medicine? I rolled a 17 um, survival. And am I getting advantage because of Galtier's help action? or? Galtier, are you making a separate investigation, or are you going to try to help? I'm going to help Liza. Okay. okay. So yeah, roll with advantage. Okay, thank God for the advantage, because uh, I got a nat one on the first one. Nice. And I got a natural 10, so an 11 on the second one. Ooh, okay. Babitha, we'll start with you. This trail is kind of a beaten path that goes, based on the description that you got from Pops, you feel like this is a pretty long trail, and this is the sort of place that maybe if you ventured out from where you are, you might find... a more convenient place to rest as opposed okay. to this narrow trail that just that's fully like bushes enclosed. on both sides yeah yeah exactly hard to see what's going on great liza you're looking through this deceased Furbolg's belongings right he's got like a a big cloak on that you're shuffling through his pockets and looking at his things what you find is actually interesting what you find on his on his person is you know the signs of how he died but you also find a grapefruit sized transparent glass orb and you find similar to um what was on the other dead person that you found in the water almost like many scrolls of different kinds of barks that are uh, they're about three inches tall maybe an inch in diameter um, that just look like rolled portions of bark and small vials of like honey and tar and sap and a couple of, okay. of various things that, that allude to you that this is uh, spell components. Yeah, so uh, most likely a druid or... Yeah, and I yeah. think that even your your basic understanding of the world around you, you know that like the Furbolg druids are like That's they just are like commonplace yeah, yeah, not necessarily commonplace but they are like a known thing in yeah. Madrigal. Is okay. this, you said this orb was similar to the other one. Is it identical to the other one, or are they a little bit different? I think if you hold them up next to each other, you would find that they are pretty much identical. And you said, you said grapefruit sized. Yes. Both of you are uh, uh, practitioners of the magical arts. Uh, uh, have you seen anything like this before? Uh, uh, spellcasters who use the same instrument. Oh, a, a spell casting focus. Yes, yes, absolutely. We are many of us. Fairly common. Yeah, many of us use them. Yes. Is it normal like, for them to match as if they've been produced? Well, no, that's that's what's uh, a little bit unfamiliar here. I, I'd be curious if they are somehow intrinsically linked. I would like to. Are they the same brand? A, um, <laughs> I would like to do an. Some sort of outlet chair. situation. Yes. Or... <laughs> they Did were on sale. Cheaply made. 
Using them gives you a minus one on all spell checks. They were on sale. Oh no! <laughs> so I have yeah, roll, roll an arcana for sure. So I have artificer's lore, um, which means that whenever I make an intelligence check, history related to magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices, I can add twice my proficiency bonus instead of any uh, normal proficiency bonus that I would apply. So I guess that would mean that I have. So you'd roll history and then add your proficiency bonus again. Yeah. If you're, if you're proficient. But that what I'm wondering is, like, we already know it's magic, right? So mm-hmm. that, yeah. So I don't need to do an arcana check, so I'm going to do a history check. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, the arcana check can basically just be see- seeing, like, what's the source, or right? Or if I think they in are this linked? context, they're both... Um, I would give you the same information for either one of these rules, essentially. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, in that case, like, truthfully, uh, the history with the bonus or the arcana will be the same. So, uh, some, Perfect. it's a, Flavor. a a moo point, you know, like a cow's opinion. <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay. It's a moo. Uh, that <laughs> is a nothing. 21. The clear and obvious implication of these things being similar and having similar components, these were two casters that were traveling together. Um, They had some sort of history maybe with each other. Um, You can't really suss anything out, but that's the the clear thing is it's not common in the coven, but every now and then you would find groups of people that kind of like gravitate towards each other and they kind of have similar um, interests and they... They want to act the same and cast the same spells, right? Like just a little click. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, would the so then feasibly these people would be casters, so they would be members of the coven. Yes, that would be uh, definitely implied. Okay. Okay. So um, that is little fuck. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh dear, well it's not good that we're losing more and more of our own. And unfortunately I believe that we're going to need all the power that we can get to face whatever this particular foe is. I, I, Liza darling, I've got, I've got a terrible headache. My nerves are fried. I, I feel like we must collect what we can and, and push on and find a place of rest for we're going to need to start early tonight and all make sure we're taking watches. Do we burn bodies? Well, I think it would be the respectful thing to do, yes. Well, do we even want to handle these bodies, actually? Liza just starts dumping gasoline. <laughs> Liza just pulls out a red five-gallon bucket uh, <laughs> canister <laughs> of gas. <laughs> and then lights a cigarette. <laughs> lights a camel, throws it to Zippo, walks away. Um, yeah. Galtier will... <laughs> Cool people don't look at explosions. (laughs) Uh, Galtier will place his hand across the um, sort of symbol of Madrigal that he wears, the the poinsettia, and you see like his fingertips sort of touch each of the points, and he just kind of gives a nod to the the two of them. Well, now we uh, we all were to have a spot, we can we can take care of this as well. And he'll pull out his little spade and go try to also, um, as respectfully and quickly, like. He's doing definitely like a, you know, post-battlefield version of a burial, mm-hmm. but um, it's pretty clear that this is a thing that, like, he has certain standards about and is trying to do, you know, the right way in his mind. That makes sense. What the kind old man. So, okay. Who are you calling old? 
you guys take care of this poor this poor imprisoned or uh, for some reason tethered furbolg by burying him um do you guys want to travel up until you find a place to rest or do you want to book it it's probably late afternoon right now do you guys want to rest or do you want to book it up to the top of the dome what's your what's on your guys mind here i feel like we I'm, have to rest guys if we encounter yeah. any more of these bugs like we're not fit yeah, for sure i agree i'm in i'm in no shape to continue the battle as it were i really need to get off my feet and and give these these barking dogs a rest um whatever happened to my my legless horse did we just leave it stabled did we ask anybody to check after them oh it's in my little ball i know that they don't have legs but per the dmg like (laughs) none of the stats change they are going to need to be fed and watered i just want to I hope yeah, we're it's, done with that. It's crazy what happened to them. Weird. So the climb up the dome is <laughs> it's incredibly steep. Um, the trail is only dead. climbable thanks to the numerous switchbacks all the way up. Uh, like I said, it's very steep. It's very uh, it's there's rocks and crags and, and forest in this place, right? So you're like climbing over small crevasses and little little minute minuscule bridges that cross um small drops and eventually you do identify a rest area that you think would be a suitable spot to rest for the night it's not really much more than a than a fallen log in a fire pit but it looks like the place that people do rest on this trail i check the log for traps <laughs> it explodes you <laughs> <Yes. laughs> get blasted I... off the side of crescent dome <laughs> Can Liza do like a nature check or I don't know. I basically I I want Liza to check and see if there was anyone else traveling with those two uh, casters, because if one died Mm. and the other one was tied up, then maybe there's another one that headed off the other way. Yeah. Roll a survival, I think, would be that one. That. Okay. Okay. I'm rolling my uh, my NB dice. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. <laughs> I'm not kidding. My first roll with the NB dice, nat 20. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah. Woo! You know, Max, with you, it's impossible to tell because your reaction on a nat 20 is the same as your reaction on a nat 1. And so I never know until you say <laughs> Those something. Those are so fun. <laughs> he, he delights in chaos. <laughs> For our listeners, if you can imagine, you know, the the meme where you just see the little kitten on their back and the little hands that are clearly tickling it, you know, and they're like, oh! And whenever they do the, oh, and the kitten puts her little paws up and makes a little face, that's Max. Max yeah, puts his little kidding. hands up, puts his little paws up, his eyes get real big, his mouth makes a little circle, and you just don't know what's going to happen. You guys are walking up this trail, crossing over a, a small bridge. Liza, you're looking down to just make sure that you're taking a, a confident step onto this bridge and off of the bridge as well. And you notice that there are multiple different types of footprints coming off of this bridge right you see mm. one that's uh, one track that you ca- that catches your eyes is one that is the right foot is almost perfectly 90 degrees to the right compared to another one and then you see that there are two that are taking very small steps maybe eight inches in between strides you see that there are normal strides you can see all of these different kind of footprints in this dirt off of the bridge and they all look 
roughly the same time? Yes. You okay. realize that there are a dozen, maybe? Like, there's a good number of people that have very recently used this bridge. Well, I don't think we will be alone as we go up the dome. Well, at the very least, we know that the Whispering Willow and her comrades will be up there. Well, yes, but I do not remember a little, like, foot-and-a-half-tall person traveling with Willow, because look at those little dainty little little <laughs> things. It looks... Quite honestly, that has me shook. I the the tiny little feet. It's it's just it's too much. I, simultaneously, very cute. Also, what if I told you that terrifying. there was two different tiny people tracks? There's two of them. <laughs> there's two tiny no. people. Imagine it. Yeah, there's there's a very a very good number of tracks that you're able to identify. Walking over the bridge. So you guys, armed with this knowledge, decide to bed down. Do you guys want to bed down early or late in the evening? Like, do you guys want to get, let's say, halfway up and then go to sleep, or which would put you like on a normal sleep schedule, or maybe like a quarter of the way up and go to sleep early, and, like peak Crescent Dome at night, like you had discussed previously. We need to rest ASAP. Yeah, okay. I'd say I as think, soon as possible. Yeah, I think we should go for the early sleep, and then maybe we can make up some ground before the people are awake, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, what do you find compatriots of mine uh, be open to taking the first watch? Unfortunately, uh, things have gone rather poorly for me on this particular <laughs> adventure and day. <laughs> A blip? How kind of you to offer? I was going to say, actually, uh, Blep and Babitha uh, will take the first watch, because Babitha is sore and tired as she is uh, once, you know, she kind of needs to process everything that's going on through the day, and uh, or Deza, rather, like, things are yeah. getting real, real insane, and uh, you know, it gives her some time to, you know, brew herself some tea to calm down, and uh, also she wants to Pull out that book that Blep found uh, back at the romp house, and uh, this seems like a good time to kind of check it out. Sure. So Liza and Galtier, you guys roll out your bed spreads and, and fall asleep on the dirt. You guys have a fire pit. I'm going to cast aid on Babitha before I go to sleep, and then I okay. will also cast that on Blep. Cool. You get your hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for eight hours. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just long enough for the full rest. Yeah. yeah. I guess burn them if you got them because you're just going to get them back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Galtier and Liza, you guys are sleeping peacefully in the early evening at this point. It's probably kind of hard, but you just put your heads under the blankets and fall asleep. I think... Gautier, who normally um, is a little fastidious in how he sort of like undoes his armor and everything, he's got that like military man mentality. He gets like a third of the way through it and then just like face down planks in the dirt. <laughs> like he is beat to shit. It's been a long day for sure. I also just got my ass whooped by them bugs, so he's looking yeah. bad. Babitha, towards the end of your watch, you're flipping through this red leather bound tome that you received, trying to make something of it what is this thing and as you're flipping through it trying to make out some of these words you're startled as the book just like 
jumps in your hand for a second. Black, did you see that? And you're looking at it, and the page on the book starts to swell into this black ooze in the middle of the page. And the book, as this ooze is like churning on this page, it's like an animation. It jumps again, jumps so hard that you drop it, and it falls onto the ground, face down. And you're looking at it startled, blep, blep as well. You see out of the book unfolds this long transparent wing it's like a dragonfly wing and then another one and in this like late late twilight the orange sun's shining right on you on Kresha Dome you see this hand plunge out of the book and into the dirt this long bony fleshy gross arm and it plunges down into the dirt on this oh. at this rest site and then another one and you see this thing just grab the dirt and it's like something is pulling its way out of this book you see this lower torso of this emaciated transparent skinned figure these long gnarled arms and this vaguely humanoid shape looks at you with its gnarled teeth and this terrifying smile as this enormous black eyes stare at you. And as it's staring at you, Babitha, you see it just, it puts its arms on the ground and the rest of its body pulls itself out of this book. Babitch. We have sought such power for a century. Babitha and Blep exchange looks at each other, uh, look back at the book. It steps closer to you. It's almost like its face is like inches away from your face and it turns its head and Babitha like licks its lips. stepping back and Blep is kind of half, like prepared to jump in front of her. It's kind of like hunched over and like its its hands are on the ground. It's almost a quadruped, but not quite. With my prison in your possession, you have gained my power. My knowledge of things unbeknownst to your kind. You must bring to me the jaws of those I cannot fetch myself. Big pardon? No. That sounds rather unpleasant, actually, and I've kind of got some shit going on here. Pleasant for you. Should you wish power and knowledge, it can be yours. It will grow with me. Who are you? <laughs> I am the source of your power. You will not fail, Burbage, for Graham is forfeit. <laughs> what? What do you know about Lord Graham? 
feed me draws, and you will find out with knowledge of price. And it steps away from you. These transparent dragonfly-like wings. Is this a fucking tooth fairy? And it slowly backs towards the book, and you see almost in reverse as it slides one leg into the book, and then another, and it slowly writhes itself back down until it's just its head staring at you through the book. And it licks its lips and these gnarled, sharp teeth. Sounds like my grandmother. And it's gone. (laughs) Blep, I hated that. Did you see that? (laughs) That was all. That was truly awful. I mean, what did it want? Who? What is that? Where did you, why did you grab that book, Blep? <laughs> he shrugs. Uh, yes, well, obviously it was powerful. You're right, your instincts were on, on point, but... Okay, well... Listen, Blep. I mean... Do we find out what happens? I mean, we know where a couple of jaws are. We could test it out, I suppose. Babitha, are, who is the next watch? Galtier or Liza? Uh, I think Babitha would actually probably wake Liza up first and uh, yeah. would tell Liza what happened, but would not tell Galtier what happened. Ooh. Spicy. Interesting. That is some juicy gossip. Ooh, I see some clicks forming. Mm-hmm. Well, especially as the knowledge that, like, pertains to, like, Maud Graham and, like, something is happening here. Mm-hmm. Liza would, for the most part, understand the need for the discretion, but also be a bit I'm caught between mom and dad right now, and <laughs> this is uncomfortable. And... I mean, honestly, I mean, it's up to you. If you think we need to be fully transparent with him, that's an option. But you know how he feels about magic, and I just feel like, you know, it's if he's <laughs> he, he's just going to be upset and fearful. And I mean, listen, it was pretty horrific. When is he not upset and fearful, though? I mean, that's like... true. Do we give it a jaw and see what happens and then tell him? Or do we do that afterward? I say I will I will personally rip Willow's fucking jaw out of her face while she is still awake and then <laughs> feed it to him and oh we God. see what happens. I, mean, I was thinking more of the two bodies that are barely buried just down oh, the Oh, those two. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's already... fully an option. That is also totally an option. You know. But just give me, if we see Willow, just, you know, give me the, give me the look and I'll know. It's jaw time. Okay. Yes, darling. Thank you. Um, before, when Babitha goes to bed down, uh... Blep is going to sneak away and go dig up a jaw. Ooh, nice. Okay. 
So dig a hole, dig a hole, Liza. Um, we can. Uh, I'm gonna skim over that for now. We can resolve that at a later point in time. Yeah, totally. With, it's uh, just a, just to have on here. hand. It's not. Yeah. they're not gonna make any decisions now. It's just to have. Um, Liza, as you are on watch, you get shot with an arrow. I'm just kidding. Um, as as you're sitting on watch, you know, fiddling with these these grapefruit-sized orbs that you found or unrolling some of these bark scrolls or something. (laughs) Something very strange catches your attention and it's very noticeable on the path that you are currently like resting just off of. It's kind of hard to see, right? It doesn't emit any kind of light, but there's a, a shape walking up the trail. And as it grows closer, you realize that it's wisping these... It's two feet tall, and it's wisping these these uh, smoky auras behind it. And you see two of them as they get closer. You see two echoes walking up the trail, and the two-foot-tall one... Okay, roll the hide. Fourteen. You jump behind the log, and you comically poke your head up above, and... You see that this two-foot-tall echo is, like, talking to this other one who is an orc, a half-orc, walking next to it. And the the gnome figure is, like, gesturing towards this orc. And you can see that it's, like, he's happy. And he's, like, throwing punches and, like, fake kicking at the air. And he's gesturing up to this to this half-orc fella, and, like he's asking a question or something. Real insight. Okay, insight. Damn. Nine. Nine? Okay. Um, yeah, you. so what you can glean from this is, like, the gnome seems, like, pretty happy. And then as you're trying to make heads and tails of, like, what's going on here? These two echoes are just slowly walking this trail right next to you. And you're looking at them, and then you realize that behind them are two more. And behind those ones are two more. Can I see the the ground and see if they're making uh, footprints? You you look at the ground and you see that as of right now, they're making footprints. But you know that Oris, when you met him, was able to interact with the dirt, but only for a brief period of time. But what you do notice about the ones that are following behind this gnome and half-orc is that each pair that walks past, there's probably... 10 of them in total that walk past they look scared almost stern not jovial the two in front well one of the two in front look looks like excited like amped the other one looks like whatever and then the 10 behind them all look freaked out yes granted your insight role I don't think that it's not freaked out that you're seeing what you're seeing is like an air of seriousness. Okay. Somber. Somber, maybe that's yeah, that's a good word. Am am I able to gather whether or not the two in front are connected or like leading the ten behind? Uh, it's it's really tough to tell. Okay, I'm trying to milk that nine for all it's worth. These people are clearly and obviously all together in some way, though. Gotcha. Liza's gonna grab a rock 
like a little pebble and throw it at like the feet of the <laughs> person who is in who is behind everyone else like if there is someone who is slightly behind everyone else they're gonna try and throw yeah. the rock at their feet okay roll the hit okay i'm assuming this would just be a dex throw yeah go ahead Ooh, baby nice that is a 19 you're you're fairly close anyway so i imagine that you would have made a successful hit anyways so similar to what you've seen in the past these these echoes seem to be gesturing to each other very briefly because of how stern they might look and as you throw this pebble at the one in the back you see this pebble goes through it like smoke like you've seen before and then in a in a shimmer in like a cloud of smoke the echo that you hit disintegrates evaporates into the air oh fuck me shit I think Liza just is just kind of dejected because at this point, none of this, is, like, what, none of this fucking, I, totally at a loss and just gets <laughs> up on the log that they were hiding behind and just sits on it, like, just, like, just a, a sad teenager and just, like, mopes. <laughs> One of the echoes says, hey, you, get off that log. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Shit. <laughs> The rules of the world here. changed immediately. You can't skateboard here, kid. Team <laughs> liability. Yeah. Um, Liza's just like, my brain is working at all times trying to figure this shit out, and I've got nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. On your watch, nothing of note happens aside from that. Liza's just going to look up at the sky and look for more falling meteors. No, it's a yeah. it's a beautiful clear night. Um, you get a really nice view of the stars. Okay, nice. It's probably a relaxing watch to take, actually. Max, are you gonna? Is is Liza going to tell Galtier about all of that? Liza is going to wake Galtier up and just say, going to explain that they saw more echoes, okay. and then they're gonna say also, Antibabs said that she saw something last night that kind of freaked her out magic-wise, but I don't know if she was hallucinating, so if you want to check in on her... Nah, she's basically okay. always hallucinating. Yes, but when the hallucination tells you to feed it the jaws of people that it cannot take itself, I would not say that's a normal hallucination. <laughs> no, well, that sounds truly terrifying. Yeah, it sounds extremely specific for a hallucination <laughs> so she really has to get off of the sauce at some point i mean or just increase the sauce big time and oh, just wow. like no. almost like go all the way around the world and then you'll be the back where you started i don't think that <laughs> works in this particular instance but okay the opponent's door is down that's the right is that the right reference what yes. the enemy's gate enemy's is down, is down. I'm just trying to think of like philosophical things or whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys, you guys uh, swap watch. Galtier, you're up. What do you do on your watch? I think um, Galtier is going to obviously get like rekitted back up. He's going to um, now that he is fully rested, turn into his sort of like normal self, and he's like tidying the camp and getting breakfast ready, and he's like ready for when their rests are over to like 
had them get all situated and hit the road. Um, but also knowing that we have seen some echo activity um, as much as possible, going to keep a, a close eye out uh, and make sure the perimeter looks good and stuff. Keep an eye out for little people that are roughly <laughs> a foot and a half tall. Little purple people. Gautier, I feel bad for you, but your watch goes off without a hitch. Nothing happens. Gautier, with every passing, you know, 10 minute block or whatever in this, I guess, four hours or whatever it is left over, uh, gets progressively more convinced that his two compatriots just need to like stop drinking potions and need to quit fucking with him. This is God just it. par for the course where they're just full of shit all the time. Uh, but he does still make the absolute best camp breakfast that he can make with his bad ingredients and even worse cooking skills. You are the breakfast boy. <laughs> now, that's not the first time I've been called that, but I'm hoping it might be the last. You guys want to continue your trek up the dome? Yes. Trek up the dome, please. Da, 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 da. As we head up the dome, I do want Liza to be doing like checks or like tracking just to mm -hmm. see are these, is there only one trail or are we going up like the most well-worn trail or like what's, how are we getting up there and everything? Liza, I would like you to roll an intelligence check. Just flat intelligence? Yes. Okay. That is a five. Ooh. So we'll montage our way up these switchbacks a little bit. And what was it, the original thing you're looking for? I'm sorry. Uh, just the trails. Uh, considering the the footsteps or the the oh, the right. the tracks that uh, that Liza saw earlier, and then seeing like how we are going up the, the so, dome. So, like I said, we'll we'll kind of montage our way up the up the switchbacks of this steep, steep backside of Crescia Dome. But this is, these are very steep switchbacks that go all the way up. You know, that's the only way to get up this backside of Crescia Dome. There is only one trail. And as you get higher, it gets narrower and narrower. You're probably only like four miles up before it gets to the narrowest point where you could feasibly walk side by side, but it just doesn't make sense. It's barely 10 feet wide, barely, and it's all kind of overgrown and everything. This is, it's it's very specifically not a well-used trail, but it's a clear trail. Liza is uh, putting on a show of just acting so dangerously close to the edge and <laughs> like making everyone else super uncomfortable. It works on Gaultier every time. <laughs> it never works on Babitha. And Blep is totally not engaged with it at all. And after probably six hours worth of climbing this trail, it's steep and long and arduous, frankly, you reach the top of Crescia Dome. And How's the, view? the view at the top of the dome is absolutely breathtaking. Thank you for asking. Uh, you can see for a hundred miles around, 150 miles around. I mean, this place is, it's amazing. Directly behind you as you're cresting the dome is Mistfolk Lock. Hmm. It's set into the foothills of the snow-capped Searfindel mountain range, which is sort of off to your left. 
At the highest point of the range, from a mile-long caldera, a long and narrow cloud of gray and black smoke slowly drifts in the prevailing winds towards the west. Following the cloud from the top of the dome, you can see the ash forest, a place where numerous furbolg tribes call home. And even further west, as the gray and black cloud slowly descends closer and closer to the earth are the fertile ash fields, the heart of Delane's economy and their claim to fame. And you can't see it from here, but looking towards the northwest, you know somewhere out there, Regent Harkness, the interim leader of the entire kingdom of Delane, is likely fighting at least some form of social disturbance similar to Magical. In front of you, not far from where you complete your hike, is a clearing. This is a place where people might camp or spend a night if they found a good reason to climb to the top of the dome. And to one side of this clearing, just inside the tree line, you see a dark colored boulder that, that stands out. It's as big as a dragon turtle, and it's wrapped in vines and moss with the trunk of a tree, splitting it into two clearly defined pieces, almost symmetrical. We have very specific instructions Go to where the tree grows out of the rock. Head a half mile to the right. <laughs> to the right. <laughs> that seems like a bad instruction, but it's yeah. what we have. Such, well, such is my lack of desire to use cardinal directions. If, if we are facing the tree and the trail is behind us and the right would be that way, so... Roll a, roll a um, perception check or investigation. All of us? Yes. Wouldn't it be survival? Nope. 19 on the die plus one is a 19 perception from Babs. And for Blip. Wouldn't that be 20? Didn't you say 19 yeah. on the die plus one? Yep, that's 20. <laughs> uh, for Blep though, it's only a 10. Uh, that's a 18 perception. Oh, this is beautiful. Um, I don't imagine you did great, Galtier. I saw you throw your hands up in the air and not say a number, so I'm going to skip I, you. I may have given everyone the direction that I astutely recalled. However, uh, I don't know which one of my hands is my right hand, and I'm just spinning in circles because I <laughs> rolled a five. Babitha and Liza, you guys go up to this large boulder that has this tree splitting it in half. And you're kind of looking at it. It's it's really cool thing to see, right? Like if I saw this, I would want to go check it out. And you for notice sure, that for sure. you notice that underneath the vines and moss, there is an engraving that's split almost down the exact middle where this tree is. There's like half on one side and half on the other side. Do either of you guys speak dwarven? Liza does. Oh wow! How convenient. No, I only speak gnomish and grung and common. Babitha looks away, and all of a sudden there's a dwarf next to her. Wait a minute. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, you caught me off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> That's so good. What the? Oh, God, Liza. Oh, my gosh. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Oh, this is fucking Shrek. I love it. I love you. I, I read this. Please, darling, please read this for us. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. So, 
there's a big tree growing out of this thing. I mean, it's probably like a five foot, six foot trunk of this uh, fir tree that's just like sprouted out somehow from underneath this foliage. So would you say the circumference is like a Vitruvian Swayze? Oh. One single Vitruvian Swayze, sure. And then there's a Vitruvian Swayze on each side as the boulder as well. Mm-hmm. It's probably bigger than that, actually. Um, so you kind of have to like go back and forth from one side to the other to make out the full um, carving in this rock, in this boulder. But because you're able to read Dwarven, it reads, With ferocity we fought, with sorrow we raise, the dawn of peace has come at long last with praise. At long last with praise. <laughs> wait, but wait, there's more. At the bottom of that, may rest come to those we've lost in the name of Our Lady Cresha, King Fogrir Greyborn, in the name of the dwarves of Sirfindal. You hear that, lass? Yes, I heard it, Liza. I mean, you were speaking dwarvish, so I, I don't know what you said, but I heard oh, it. Oh, I... I apologize, uh, and I read off precisely what you just said, Nick, because I can't remember any of it. And then I, as I'm walking around the rock, I appear back to Liza or to Babitha as Liza. <laughs> Love it, Nick. I have two questions. One is for yes, you sir. specifically. Is that raise like lift or <laughs> I raise knew this like was going to come up. No, oh, raise like lift. Okay. Yes, um, and. Uh, my second question is also a word question, but for the whole group, can anyone actually define the word Vitruvian? Like, I know this is a thing I could be Googling <laughs> right now, but does anyone, what does it mean? I know, I mean, I know what the Vitruvian man is, but I don't That's know what I mean. What like, I've never Vitru- heard that word in another context, and I was curious if anyone's like, oh no, it's just a word that I casually use all the time. I think that it's like a Latin word, like referencing the kind of because the it's a the ideal man is what it is, right? So it's kind of the notions of the like ideal virtue. man, right? Is that if you, oh. uh, if you stand, uh, you know, like flat-footed to the top of your head, right? That's the like diameter, and make that the diameter of a circle. Then theoretically, if your arms are extended at a certain angle and your legs are extended at a certain angle, like your proportions would be such that they would touch the edge of the circumference of the circle. Um, There's issues with it. Bodies don't actually like fit that, but that was this like him trying to come up with the like ideal man and like what the ideal proportions would be. What's interesting is that the definition I'm getting is of or pertaining to Vitruvius, an ancient Roman architect, which oh, is the least helpful. It's just like an eponym or eponym. I don't remember how to pronounce that. So can, Liza, are you going to uh, translate this for them? Yes, I am going to specifically say it to Babitha and then come over to Gaultier and like bring him over and, and read it off to him as well. Go ahead and roll uh, history, everybody. It's pretty low DC, but let's get some rolls. Like some sort of memorial. Hell yeah. I'm not even going (laughs) to (laughs) roll. Galtier has to roll. Uh, Galtier, I'll tell you that your your impression is right. Like, it's clearly a memorial, but it doesn't take too much to... Seems to be a memorial for King Fonghorn Leghorn. God damn it. I was just trying to get a shitty joke in, (laughs) y'all. Tabitha, you you recognize um, the names, the name Lady Cresha and King Fogra Greyborn, 
not Foghorn Leghorn. Now you said although, Foghorn Leghorn. Although I admit. Now, did you say? Did you say? Did you say? <laughs> I said. I said. I said. I said. I'm do declare. <laughs> Guys, it's my Tabitha, whole character inspiration. Yeah. You're not entirely sure the whole story. You know, these these wars happened a long time ago. This was 19 generations ago that that this would have occurred. But you know that Lady Cresha, when Lady Cresha died, was when King Fogger Greyborn decided the war was over. Okay. And that's what prompted his surrender and yes. the signing of the Amity Accord. Yes. Just kind of broke his spirit. Yep, exactly. Gotcha. That was that was enough. That was that's one loss too many. And did did she die of natural causes or like of like war wounds or what? Nope. It was she was a casualty of war and that was like I said, that was enough to make him decide, you know what, war just isn't worth it. There's no there's no way that this is worth what we're trying to fight. Do we know contextually, is this like a like a Troy situation where she's like a real famous you know, sort of integral part to the mythology of this conflict. I mean, Crescia is named after her, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. the answer is yes, but yeah, you guys, you guys aren't familiar with the stories yourself, but it's it's very clear that there is some some significant backstory to who she is. Gotcha. So yeah, this is this is pretty obviously some sort of a memorial, as Galtier deduced. And while you're looking at it, right, it makes sense that you go to the right like there's a mm-hmm. clear front to this to this uh boulder with the tree through it yeah <laughs> why are like, you laughing at me i just i just like no, i just like the description like there's a clear front like i was real proud of myself for having taken nice notes and what you're gonna say is that is like motherfucker it clearly has like there's no other way to interpret this obvious path <laughs> which makes me laugh well, we go uh, right we go right <laughs> but before we do uh Babitha does put her hand on the stone and just kind of lower her head in a moment of silence as a, you know, a polite acknowledgement of the history here. I mean, this is some history is something that is deeply important to Babitha. She's she's lived a long time and hopes to live a long time more and understands, you know, that without without reverence, history kind of is destined to fade into nothing, you know? So she just pays her respects before they they walk out. Galtier, as you turn around to head right, all in your face, it's almost like a like an explosion. I this knew it. Purple smoke. And you step back for a second. Oh, what the hell? An echo has stepped into your space and evaporated in front of your very eyes and it catches you off guard you other the other three see this happen and notice that there is a second echo that is walking you know would have been right next to him that carries on following down the same path that you're heading and they don't acknowledge us they do not acknowledge you and is it one of the echoes that i saw last night give me an intelligence please and thank you i said that very rude Give me an intelligence. Give me your intelligence. Do it, Max. Roll the D20. Do it. Does it count as a help if I'm just going like, is this one of the ones you've seen last night? Like, is that enough? (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> no. God but what it. if we both say it? I like the cell, but nah. Is it does one of them. Is one of them two feet tall or a half orc or a pair of people <laughs> that look uh, perhaps somber, not terrified, but serious? Okay, that that's seems better. a that's very a... specific description, Babithu. <laughs> that's a fourteen. It doesn't look similar to any that you saw. It was dark when you were looking, and it was kind of hard to really make out distinct features, but this one does not look familiar. Okay. You guys head down the path. Do you, you guys want to poke this guy, make him pop, or uh, just going to leave him be? I don't well, know how else to describe like a it. a foul just... description. <laughs> makes me think of those mushrooms that you step on in the yard, and like the <laughs> spores shoot out of it. God yeah, it. yeah. Um, he's he, he's moving at like a normal pace. If you guys followed behind him, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't bump into him unless you wanted to. Um, so yeah, we follow in behind that that uh, that echo for a while. You follow for maybe two hundred yards, three hundred yards, and you're following this this path similar to the other one it's fairly beaten down but it's not well trodden at this point mm. and you see very clearly in this crevasse made by i learned that word today made by <laughs> i'm like an author with the word of the day calendar where these two giant slates of stone meet at the top of crescia dome what some people might describe as a crevasse you see clearly an entrance to this old mine where these steep, steep stones are carved into the stone. You guys see this particular echo, the one that Galtier did not explode, as it turns towards this almost vertical staircase going down into the stone, and it disappears. And Nick, so this the path the path goes around the side of it, and then the stairs go down into where the stone memorial is, or is this down the path a ways? So the stone memorial is at the very top of the dome. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a clear stopping point. This is the end of the trail, the trailhead, um, and you can see the trail that would come up while you were still over there. the tr- The main trail that would come up Crescia Dome, like if you took the regular path from Crescia to Delane, it would turn off and go up to Crescia Dome, right? But you guys took the back path. So you can see this other trail too, um, mm. but the trail that you're looking at that leads to this stair set is off kind of behind the boulder. And can we see from this vantage point any other than the smoking caldera, do we see any, I don't know, craters, signs of smoke, impact? Roll me perception. And Nick, sorry, just to ask more topography questions. Yeah, sure. There's a, to the right, there is a path we could conceivably go a half a mile or thereabouts down. So you only see three paths at the top here. You see the one okay, that so you that, came up, you see the right. main trailhead, and then Which this Which is basically other path. like opposite us, right? The, the main yes. trail one yeah. goes up yeah, the other yeah. side. Okay, and then yep. this other one seems like it's going somewhere and it sort of look, it actually looks like an access to loop down into the memorial thing. Yes. Got it. Uh, Babitha rolled a 15 perception. 17 perception from Liza. And oh, Blep nice. rolled a 22. Excuse me, oh, 21. Shit. Um, 
so you're you follow this echo down just a little ways and it's almost like a like a bald peak right there's trees everywhere except the very top of this dome where this memorial is and as you're going down the crest towards this entrance you can see and it, it makes sense because the entrance that you watch this echo go in was only a couple hundred yards from the top and you can see farther down from that in the tree line there's sort of this disturbance in the tree lines mm. my friends i believe that's the direction we need to be headed now do we think there's a internal path here or should we forge our own down the side of the dome yeah how close could we get if we stay on this if we take this you know path to the right before we'd have to like branch off this this path to the right leads to the stairwell so what you're oh. seeing past that, there is no path. You would so just either, be forging either into the forest. either go down into the thing, or we have to go overland through the forest towards yeah, where but we, it's know, a, we think the but it's only is. it's only a half mile or so, right? That's That was probably what um, Ham was describing to you guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, the staircase is fine to me. Well, the question is, do we think perhaps someone's gotten to the actual impact site already? Well, most certainly, the Whispering so, Willow. So maybe we should go down these trails and see if we can't uh, intercept our friend. Yes, I mean, I feel, I feel confident in my ability to dance on the tips of my toes and go. I don't understand why you think this is some sort of ballroom situation. <laughs> I'm more talking about, yeah, I don't know why either. <laughs> oh, Tiara's face falls from sort of triumphant to genuinely confused <laughs> <laughs> like I got you with a really funny quip and you're just now like what the fuck well, now I'm a, a little bit concerned for both of us it's been a harder road than I anticipated uh, which which way are you guys which way do you guys want to go I think we're heading down the stairs right yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. What is your um, marching order? So this is definitely a single file situation here. Ah, uh, don't worry. Gautier will take care of this. Okay, I was going to just say who has the highest survival or nature um, just being able to get through. A... It also depends on, like, you know, strength and AC. If, if you guys are attempting to track anything, uh, someone's going to have to push G out of the way because uh, I definitely can't. Let me, let me give you a little bit of flavor really quick, and then you guys can tell me your marching order. So you okay. guys look down into this staircase. It's definitely carved into the natural stone of this, this crevasse. The staircase leading down into the dome is ancient. The stone walls are damp and these small rivulets of water are kind of seeping out of the stone itself and running down the staircase there's a thin film of grime and pockets of moss that cling to the stairs and the walls and the staircase which is carved into the stone it leads down and it curves off to the right into darkness hmm dank dank did I say dank <laughs> You said damp. The staircase and the... is dank. It smells like skunk, dude. It's fucking <laughs> sick. There's some sort of sticky icky on the walls here. 
looking down into it, you do feel like this this cool, almost mildewy breeze that just lightly wafts up. Why don't we do it like this? I've got a much better idea. You guys descend into the staircase. Who is first? Galtier. One at a time. G-Unit? G-Unit, baby boy. Roll me a dex check. A dex save. I will save. Oof, that's an 11. Ooh-wee, hot dog. Liza, give me a dex save, please. Ooh, fuck yeah. Okay. That was... That was spinning on a two and it landed on an 18. Uh, that's a 22. Okay. Nice. Um, Babitha, deck save. Galtier, you're stepping down and the stones are getting wetter and slicker as you're going down as these rivulets of water are running. What'd you get? Blep fails. Uh-huh. He, uh, he got an eight. Babitha cut also an eight. Oh no, Liza, you are slowly and cautiously, hands on the walls, descending down as you see your three companions feet slip out from under them and the three of them tumble into the darkness of Crescia Dome. God damn it. We will find out what happens inside Crescia Dome oh. next time on Knuckle Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the look on your face and didn't say what I was going to say, which is like, God, he doesn't look at me like, nah, I want to be careful. These steps are like, whoa, go! <laughs> oh, and I wish you had. I'm so <laughs> mad because I'm now realizing I should have uh, given everybody, like, bardic inspiration uh, before that. Yeah, what the fuck is your deal, Max? <laughs> You can't skateboard here. Thank you for scrying in this evening. I am, as you know, Alden O'Shaughnessy for Scrynet, reporting solo this evening. Coven reports indicate that those in tune with the arcane find themselves in extreme risk. If you find yourself feeling ill in any way, you are strongly advised to report to a Coven outpost immediately. The danger from the creatures the Coven is now calling the Kruthik grows daily. While echoes still roam Abelea, the risk of the Kruthik hordes cannot be understated. Protect yourselves. I report here from the home road en route to Delane with the first front, intent on clearing the road for battalions to follow. What we're seeing here in Delane, however, is a scene that is difficult to describe, listeners. Believe me. It is as if a column of purple, inky ether is shooting toward the sky, centralized on the castle of Delane. It is as if you can feel the air itself thrumming as the ether of the echo is radiating out of it and into the air all around us. The days grow bleak as the skies grow darker. Truly, there is something ominous and terrible occurring in Delane. As we grow closer to the capital, the demeanor of the First Front grows nervous and quiet. Please, if you are scrying in tonight, 
please, please for the light to accompany us into this terrible, terrible darkness ahead. Please scry in tomorrow as I speak with Private Conway Delore as he walks me through the process of military-grade food prep. I am, as you know, Alden O'Shaughnessy for scrying and long days and pleasant nights. <laughs>